I'm Jimmy Lewis. And I'm Heather Lewis. And we're with Dirt Bike Test, and today we're going to talk about the 2021 Yamaha Tenere 700. It's mm -hmm. an all-new bike for us. Um, we did an initial riding impression on it, then we went ahead and took the bike and really did some riding. Uh, we rode it from Idaho back down to California, uh, well over a thousand miles of mostly off-road, uh, lots of different variations in temperature, but a real adventure bike. We loaded it mm -hmm. up with some Tour Tech soft luggage. Yep and camped off it and did the whole thing. So we're gonna tell you about how this bike works. Since this is an all new bike in 2021, there are really no changes. Yamaha has taken a very successful, essentially a street bike motor, wrapped it into a adventure chassis uh, with really good suspension, uh, you know, long travel suspension. They fitted it with spoked wheels, uh, 18 inch, 21 inch. It was based on the T7 concept bike that they did a lot of uh, showing off before this bike was actually released. And their idea was pure and simple adventure. Uh, in the way that the bike is specced out, and you can read about all the specs, and we talk about it in our initial impression, uh, it, it is kind of minimalist when you have these adventure bikes that are coming out with lots of buttons and all different kinds of traction controls and stuff. This bike has switchable ABS. That's yeah. the the one thing that it kind of has as a, is a feature. It has a nice little dash and it has some of the other kind of small creature comforts, but nothing too fancy. But I didn't miss any of that. I didn't miss the fancy. I didn't miss it either. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of fun. It has some of that fancy has showroom balance and it's kind of yeah. neat stuff to talk about. It's fun to play with, but you kind of settle on a setting and that's where, you know, we'll talk about that in the further part of this test. Mm -hmm into the power department and this is where Yamaha has some definitely some unique characteristics uh, they've done a real this motor is a lot of people's favorite motor uh, I really enjoyed it and it's a 270 degree uh, firing parallel twin and they have names for it and they call it a certain thing but what does this motor make Heather it makes smooth power I mean it's really comfortable and easy to ride power not but it's enough power to where you feel it and you can use it well yeah, it's it's got it's got a twin cylinder feel, especially at low RPMs. It kind of has that yeah. chug, and you, and you feel it. It it has that that torquey kind of character, and it it has a lot of flywheel feel. I mean, it yeah. feels like there's a bigger flywheel in there than there really is, because in reality, it doesn't have a ton of flywheel. It's not as 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 revy and as flighty as um, you know engines more aggressive character, uh, for for instance, like the KTM 790, mm -hmm. uh, but. It has, it has a smooth torque and a pull, and that goes to about 4,500 RPM, and then the bike just starts building very it progressively. Does, yeah, and pulls hard once you're up in the higher RPMs. Yeah, the higher you go, yeah. it goes, and especially off-road, you will mm -hmm. run out of traction. Yeah. It, it hauls, and this bike doesn't have any traction control features. But it uh, felt like it did. I know. The yeah. very first time you rode across <laughs> yeah. sand and up, yeah. up across a really deep sand bed and up yeah. a hill, she goes, I really like the traction control in this bike. <laughs> No traction control though. No traction control. No. <laughs> That's just the way the motor works. It just and felt like it because it, it tracks smooth and straight and it didn't bog. It didn't spin. I didn't feel it spinning at all. Yeah, it doesn't. And, yeah. And, and, and that's, that's what the flywheel thing you were talking about? That's a little bit of the flywheel feel. That's just what mm -hmm. kind of keeps it going, but it just, it, and it's, it just doesn't break traction, but that doesn't mean it's slow. It just doesn't. Yes, it just is smooth. It's a good application. Everybody equates going fast yeah. with turning the throttle and feeling the wheel spin. But well, usually, you the the, you, the you, more traction you have, the faster you'll go because you're actually moving the bike forward instead of spinning, instead of spinning the bike. Spinning. Correct. Yeah. So so this bike, and you know, until you get up to about five thousand RPMs, it's really not going to break the wheel loose. 
but don't get don't confuse that with slow because when you feel how the bike moves, moves. it's going mm -hmm. it just makes it really easy to ride and most of the time when you are riding off-road you're kind of in that you know 25 to 4500 rpm range and that's your thousand rpm range and that's that's where you're at but you start going above that and then you can start being aggressive so if you want to be aggressive mm -hmm. just rev it up just rev it and, and, and ride use it. the throttle yeah i think the good thing about it is it made it to where it didn't just jump out of my hands where when i if i give it gas i didn't lose balance because i was it was riding out of control because it had that smooth application so when i did give it gas it, it did what i wanted it to do without me losing my balance and getting out of control yeah, I think the gear ratios are really mm -hmm. good. First gear is definitely low enough. Sixth yeah. gear is just tall enough. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, the bike easily goes over 100 miles an hour, uh, <laughs> it, and, it, and, it, and it'll go slow. It'll do technical trail riding. I feel the clutch is really good. Mm -hmm. It's got a light pull. The modulation is there. You can feel it, um, and it doesn't really because of that torque. It doesn't really ask you to slip it much. You kind of like can let the clutch yeah. out and trust the torque. Um, uh, the other thing is the transmission, the shifting probably isn't the best. We had a lot of different guys ride this bike. Uh, you know, we ran into some riders mm -hmm. out in the thing. We said, hey, try this. Everybody was excited about it. Almost everybody came back and said, I don't think the shifting is the best. I didn't really notice it until, until we started. said it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah until they, I didn't until either. they, they kind of talked, brought it to my attention. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, it, it does have a little bit longer of a throw. Mm -hmm. um, not, not perfect. But other than that, I cannot find anything to complain about in this motor. It's not mm -hmm. slow. It just gets really good traction and it does it without any sort of fanciness yeah. uh, built into it. You know, I wrote, I was the one who wrote it for the longest. I wrote it 200 miles on a, you know, windy, mountain road over the Beartooth Pass and then and I didn't feel any kind of like I didn't get tired so not, not a not, lot of vibration yeah not no vibe actually no now that I think of it no vibration yeah. and it was smooth and the wind buffering was a little bit because the wind um fairing isn't as right, developed but that's not, that's but that's not, not the power, the power. <laughs> yeah. so but I mean but that goes along with the vibration and but and on to that we've got to talk about fuel mileage so the, so the bike uh the tank is as a uh, four a little over four gallons mm -hmm. I have to, I have to check the specs on the on the on the tank again but we we were kind of when we were riding we were getting anywhere from the low 40s up to almost 50 miles a gallon at yep. some points 52, yeah 45 I, was the average yeah, but 45 to 43 seemed to be mm -hmm. the average range which we kind of budgeted out that that was going to be 220 miles. And then when we started running, it was riding with a KTM 1190 is what we're riding with. And when you get the KTM 1190 on the road, it wants to go 85, 90 90 miles point. an hour. That bike to go that fast starts using a lot more gas. Yeah. And, and we got the mileage down to where we, we actually got the gas to boil. It was that hot. It was 109 degrees when we were coming across the desert and the gas in the tank actually the last little bit boiled. So we sort of ran out of just shy of 198 miles yeah. and uh, so so um, you know that's probably right around average um, but the fuel economy and the economy when you're riding it there's a little light that comes on the dashboard that says economy it's like almost always on so it means it's mm -hmm. to me it looked like as long as you're getting above 35 miles a gallon it was a it was a throttle position that sort of determined mm -hmm. it uh, you're getting some pretty decent mileage at that so the suspension is kind of a topic of a lot of debate for guys uh for some reason since this bike doesn't say something like ready to race on it they're like oh the suspension's soft and there's where i honestly and i should have said something about this in the power too you get macho journalists that go it's not fast it's not it's not racy suspension's soft no the suspension's really good yeah i didn't feel it soft at all it, it, it's plush it, yes um, so it doesn't have the initial stiffness that the KTM 790, for instance, has, but it's definitely not mushy. It's more along the lines of the Honda Africa Twin that we've really liked, where 
but it doesn't feel it doesn't it doesn't have that weight to make it soft. It's just sprung properly, and so in the up and down action of the suspension, it it seems like the comfort level is there. But then when you start using the stroke, going mm -hmm. through bumps, um, hitting things that you don't expect, it resists bottoming about as good mm -hmm. as you could expect a 450-pound bike to do that. Now Yamaha has uh, settings that they have the standard setting, and then they have like a a more aggressive setting, and then they have a more comfort setting. We kind of found our own setting that I actually thought worked better everywhere, and it was uh, definitely stiffer. It was like um, from 14 on 14 clicks is about the standard setting on everything. Well, we went, ended up going in around seven, five to seven clicks on the fork and the shock on the compression, and then up to about 10 or 11 on the rebound. And Yamaha wanted us to go to like seven mm. on the rebound for the aggressive setting. But I found that that slowed the rebound down enough to where it packed a little bit. Although it did make it stiffer, mm -hmm. it also didn't let it extend. So at the same thing, it got stiffer and a little harsher. And so mm. <coughs> our setting with in between there uh, was really good. It's not wallowy at all on the street, but then off road, the, like I said, the comfort is, is really mm -hmm. good. Yeah, I didn't feel, I mean, to me, I'm not a suspension expert, so I don't, I don't know the difference, but I know I didn't, I didn't bottom it out and it wasn't, like you said, it wasn't wallowy. The up and down motion was nice and smooth. It wasn't a hard hit when I hit stuff. The front suspension felt, I didn't well, feel like it was too high or too low. What, what did you notice about the front suspension? Oh, that it was really, it moved it, really well. It was, it was a little and divey. It, it was divey, but yeah, that's yeah. when you're doing the brakes, the it was brakes. a little divey. And I don't know, is that caused from the suspension? That's the suspension. Okay. So, so, so the only thing, and this is funny because I've been asked like, what, what would you change? How would you change it? I wouldn't change it if I was gonna lose something else somewhere else. And, and so when you get on the brakes, a lot of times you, you feel the front end do a little bit of a, a little bit of a dive. And it's, it's like, would I go to a stiffer spring rate? Not really. If I could add maybe a little bit of air to the fork, you know, get a little air pressure, you know, as opposed to having bled off yeah, to zero. Yeah, I think you did that, mention that. That, that might help a little bit. Um, but I wouldn't change the clicker settings because mm -hmm. I did try changing the clicker settings and it didn't go away because it's not a low speed movement. Mm -hmm. It's more of a mid speed movement. So if I had a suspension tuner, I'd have them try to throw a little bit of mid-speed valving mm. into there, just because when it starts to move, if I could hold it up just a little bit better, and it's mostly getting on the brakes, but it doesn't upset the bike in the handling department, mm -hmm. which we're gonna talk about next. So in handling, we typically talk about, you know, the weight feel of the bike, how the suspension works in conjunction mm -hmm. with the chassis, and then we talk about all the things we don't like. So let's just start <laughs> right off the top with, what didn't you like about this bike? I don't, it's kind of hard to decide, because like, Everything, I mean, was there it, it anything actually you felt, didn't like? The one thing I didn't like would have been the, um, at a high speeds, the, I did think it, it probably needed a um, steering stabilizer at super high speeds on the road at yeah. like 95 on the freeway, but that's because <laughs> I think it was the wind buffering us and it causing was, us to was, shake a little bit. It was wind and, and then and but, we also put yeah. kind of big block tires yeah. on there and they're not the best on grooves. So you know, when, it, that when was more an effect of the tire then. So that, yeah. yeah. And, and then, but off-road, did you ever feel like you needed a steering stabilizer? No, well, no. I mean, it never, I've never met a bike that didn't Doesn't like need it. You always, it, it always is helpful. It's helpful. I think for me, the, the steering was really nice and like in non-intimidating and also very smooth and turn and turnability, I guess, is that a word? Yeah. <laughs> I was the able to yeah, turn cornering, it, cornering. Yeah. I was able to turn it without feeling like I was gonna get fall over. Yeah. And the bike and the bars like the, like turn the nicely. Like yeah. the bars don't turn The bars on didn't you. tuck it yeah, on yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and that happens on some heavy adventure exactly, bikes. Exactly, yes. No, so the, the bike, and, and, and so we'll roll back into just like the ergonomics of the bike. 
the the layout is very dirt bike esque. Yes, um, yes. To the point where everybody that rode it that comes from a dirt bike background said this is one of the best laid out bikes that I have, even better than a KTM, mm -hmm. which is kind of strange because KTM is like dirt coming to dirt, street. Yes, Yamaha makes yeah. everything, where this has a really good um, dirt ergonomic uh, feel, and and. It was like in the beginning, I wanted to roll the handlebars a little bit forwards to bring them up, but in the end, I didn't. Didn't, yeah. didn't you know? It was good for you, so I mm -hmm. didn't do it. And it just it, it's narrow where it needs to be. I think narrow. that's the key: is that the narrow seat or the narrow yeah, feel yeah, of the seat bike, to, seat to tank, and it's not and the too, positions it's not too, of it's not too yeah. narrow. The foot pegs are where they need yeah. to be. Um, all that kind of stuff, and it doesn't. It even though they're visually there's a kind of a big tank in front of you, it doesn't feel like. When you're riding it, there's a big tank in front yeah. of you. You're not being pushed back like on some of the older some of the bigger bikes it, or the BMWs yeah. that have a big wide tank. And and we had a taller seat in our bike because well, she's at five eight mm -hmm. and and she's more worried about the on the riding comfort. So your legs aren't folded up so much. And she she mm -hmm. didn't have any problem getting her foot on not the ground even with that. And I'm I'm I have a thirty inch inseam at five ten and I I I run tall seats on almost all my adventure bikes. Mm -hmm. So the the seat. Uh, definitely made it even more comfortable. I rode with the stock seat at the intro, and right away I'm like, "Give me a tall seat." Yeah. I, I, I don't. I'm not worried about putting my feet on the ground. I'd rather have this this more better comfort onto the gas tank. And and when I'm riding off road, I'm standing up all the time. So when I kind of come into some of my complaints, um, one talking about standing up. One is the foot pegs. I, I would oh, always. Yeah like a bigger foot peg. I didn't find that a problem, but I don't ride with bigger foot pegs all the time. Or maybe I yeah. do, I don't know, yeah, yeah, I don't know. You do, on our, yeah, our, yeah, bikes, on our bikes we do. But, but I didn't feel like they were too small to me. I thought they were fine, yeah, but, the, the, but I'm also wearing a girl's boot, which is a little bit narrower and yeah. maybe stiffer, I don't know. No, I think I think you're just not, you're not, I'm not pushing using it on the as bike much. as aggressively yeah, as I was. And maybe. so the, fo the foot pegs, I could probably sharpen them up and be a lot happier, but I'd probably like to replace them with something a little bit wider, you know, mm -hmm. farther out. Yeah. Uh, that was one of my little- That would give you the more leverage I think that would give you more leverage on getting the moving the bike side to side yeah, exactly. and stuff. Yeah. But the but like you're talking about the handlebars is is you don't have to put effort in the handlebars. But if you do, it's actually pretty light, mm -hmm. but just stiff enough to so it doesn't so it feel, doesn't just doesn't do it on its unstable. own. Even when you're accelerating hard, mm -hmm. which is kind of can be a, become a problem in adventure bikes. You lighten that front end up, and all of a sudden it gets a little bit Too a little bit dancey, mm -hmm. and then you know things go on. But uh, it's easy to move around on the bike. It puts you in a good position. Uh, when we put our soft luggage on there, I was still able to move around. Yeah, you I didn't even, even notice it. it, was, it was yeah, on there. I even did, had to do braking. I didn't even notice that it was there because yeah, it, it did, allowed me to get back. Yeah, it didn't upset the handling of the bike. Yeah. Uh, so all those things were, were were really good. So along with the handling, one of the areas where the bike is kind of getting a little bit of a bad rap is ground clearance. And this motor wasn't, I don't think it was originally designed to be an adventure bike motor. So it has a, has a big, uh, a low oil sump in it. Mm -hmm. The exhaust pipes down around, around low, but that's not the problem. At least it wasn't for us. Mm -hmm. I mean, we never really, in, in any of our riding, unless I was doing something stupid, mm -hmm. uh, I didn't have a problem with ground clearance at all. No. But when I started riding over rocks and logs and things, mm -hmm. I found out that the kickstand, the actual mount for the kickstand, hangs down. That's the lowest thing there. That's the first thing that you're really going to hit. Uh, and right behind that is the kickstand sensor switch, switch yeah. which we ended up clipping on a rock on a big rock that was fixed to the ground and broke it. Luckily, the Yamaha only has two wires in there and we were able, to, able cut to cut it, it and, and fix it. put it back together. So there is, a, there is a go around to fix for that. It's not like some of the other bikes that have three wires going down there and if you break it, you're in deep trouble. So this yeah. bike, 
again, coming back to simplicity, uh, being easy to work on. And in reality, I'm sure somebody will come up with some kind of a fix for that. I'm sure there's gonna be some better skid plates because we did hit our skid plate and it does a good mm -hmm. job at keeping the rocks that are throwing up. Mm -hmm. But if you're gonna crash the bike into something, uh, it might crush in. It, it could crush in and get some uh, stuff uh, bad, but that's a pretty aggressive venture riding. And then also there's stuff on the side of the motor. The, the oil, the water pump is down very low and people are, that looks vulnerable. It's as vulnerable as a clutch cover or anything else there. And again, I think the aftermarket will come in with some um, more aggressive skid plates. The position of that did, I had to get used to that. And, but after I got used to it, I didn't even notice it. Of the Where water the pump. water oh, pump, because well, no, it hits clutch, your the clutch, clutch cover, because yeah, it clutch, hits your leg. Clutch is up really high yeah. in that little protector, and in, in the beginning, you start you notice yeah. it coming from other bikes. And then I didn't even notice it after a while. Yeah, I think I just moved away. my foot around on the foot peg. Yep, and uh, some, of the other, some of the other stuff uh, was the... Um, uh, the ABS is real easy to turn oh, on. Oh, super off. easy. That's yeah, like the easiest thing to remember. Yeah, yeah. You just turn it off one yeah, button. It one does. Button. If you turn the key off or turn the switch off, it does rearm itself. No, I think it does. Does you, it? You, oh, oh. I think you can do it with the one. switch. Yeah. With the switch, it doesn't turn off. But if you turn the key off, then you'd have to rearm it. Uh, you know, I, I take that I back. Forget. I forget. No, I think you do because I used to. I was stalling the bike to, yeah. to keep it armed if I was stopping on the bike, and the um, the other. Uh, Part about the 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 switch is you can switch the different modes and it just it tells you the temperature outside the yes, engine temperature yeah. uh, you have trip odometers mm -hmm. when the fuel gets low I really like that feature count. yeah it, it starts it starts to count you, up how many miles how many you've miles gone, have gone since, since you it went on low fuel low fuel yeah and we were budgeting 50 miles yep. for that and it seemed to be pretty it was accurate. pretty accurate yeah, yeah. when when it went up at um, first I didn't know what that was and I was like what is that odometer why, why for it, yeah why did it change and the then mode that yeah I and then all of a sudden I'm like oh okay that makes sense it's getting about 45 to 50. Yeah, but the display gauge with the RPM yeah. thing is nice it's easy to yes. see, see the speed limit it's easy to see what gear you're in it's just it's really simple and it doesn't do yeah. anything uh, fancy uh, and another thing we definitely have to talk about is the price of this bike. Mm -hmm. So it's basically $10,000. Uh, and that's a few thousand dollars, if not more, cheaper than anything else in its kind of same power and performance category. And when we talk about you know power and performance and how mm -hmm. well they work together, uh, that's where this bike seems to, it's just a really good package. When you, when you, when you talk about how come the handling's so good and how come the suspension, you know, the suspension, they did really good jobs individually, but when they, they put that motor in there and the way that that power delivers mm -hmm. and the way everything works, uh, I think they've absolutely hit a home run on this bike. And, and I think it's one of those packages where you can just buy it and not modify it and be happy with what you have. I yeah. mean, even just not even modifying it to get a bigger pipe or anything, it's just nice and mellow riding and aggressive when you need it. And I don't think you need to put more extra into it. Yeah, it's like, like I said, we strapped soft yeah. luggage on it. Um, we, you know, our bike had crash bars. We did change the tires. We went to a slightly more aggressive, the Kenda Big Block from the Pirelli uh, uh, Scorpion rallies, and which which were an okay tire. I just preferred something with a little more aggressive block on the side because we knew we were going to mm -hmm. be riding in sand and stuff. But that's their typical thing. You would you would change. We're dirt bike tests. Yeah. We always put yeah. a more aggressive tire yeah. on the uh, on the adventure but bikes. The suspension, like for that money, getting that good of a suspension. That, right that out level, of that's that really helped. That's really good. That level of performance, ready to ride yes. away, is is really good. You yeah. don't need to modify it, and and I think you know all the the other the features that it's lacking. It kind of like once you're riding it, you know, ten or fifteen yeah. minutes in, you're like, I hey, am good with this. Mm -hmm. So in conclusion, Heather, what did you really think? I I liked it. I mean, I 
I was thinking several times during the ride, I was like, I wonder if, if I can get this bike. Because <laughs> like, it's not intimidating. I like character of a bike that is torquey and where I can lug it and just ride mellow and not have that aggressive like revving motor all the time. I like that mellow. I like the mellowness of the, of the motor. I like how thin the bike was. That was really comfortable for me. That is the key for, the, for me for being able to touch and not feel intimidated about like turning the bike or riding through the rocks and stuff because I didn't have this big mass under me or it didn't look like a big mass to me. Yeah. So, and then I, I mean, I felt comfortable the whole time. I, I rode through twisties and I didn't feel any, ever feel uncomfortable. I rode through the dirt and the silt and the sand and the rocks and yeah. the mud and ruts. Yeah, and all so all it, it all felt good and I didn't ever feel intimidated. So I think for me as a woman rider, who um, that's one of the challenges we have is the intimidation of these things. It never, it never altered my confidence in riding. And we're sitting here looking at the BMW. Mm -hmm. We have a yeah. few KTM's. We have a Honda Africa Twin mm -hmm. Test bike and all these different bikes. So, so she has experience in all these bikes. And and for you to say that mm -hmm. is is kind of. And I felt the same way. I mean, I was like, instantly I felt comfortable on this bike. It's like I could push it. I could actually ride it. Yes. I could ride it aggressively, mm -hmm. and it was very confidence-inspired. It, it wasn't fake confidence. The mm -hmm. bike just worked, everything about it. And a lot of times when we go on, on adventure rides, she'll, she'll ask to take, like, the XR650. Yes. Because she wants I something love it. Yes. smaller yes. that's more dirt bike-like, but it'll still go down the road. And this thing goes down the road way better than that 650 Oh, does. yes, yeah. And you talked a little bit about, you know, the wind buffeting, mm -hmm. you know, and, and things where you get... On an XR650, you get none I of get that. None of the, I get none of the protection that this has. And, and the one thing that was, I was telling her is is because we put a little bit taller seat on it, put it a little I bit put higher out up. Out of the pocket. And you notice that you kind of dropped yeah, it in I the did. pocket. Yeah, I did. It was pretty good. Yeah. But the one bike that I, it's funny because like, is, where, where does this really fit in? It's like, this could be the new KLR650 for adventure riders. Without the wallow. <laughs> yeah. Well, 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 but no, with performance. Oh, yeah, like, no, totally. Imagine, performance imagine and brakes yeah, that yeah. actually work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All this <laughs> Well, it's just, it's just, it's in the price market and stuff yeah. where things are at. Um, I, it's I a it, really good starting adventure bike. It's a great, yeah. it's a great starting adventure bike. It's not yeah. too big. I mean, it's not, starting it's not, or even advanced. It's not too small. It's yeah. Not, yeah. And then it, and then it goes up where someone like me yeah. can ride it and I can be totally happy. Exactly. And, and even if I'm presented with other options and stuff mm -hmm. like that, I'm going, oh, that's looking pretty good. Cause it doesn't, it doesn't have any, any handicaps to it. Mm -hmm. So. Um, for for all those guys that are saying it's it's soft suspension and it's uh, it's underpowered, it's like uh, go ahead, but I'm not going to agree with you. I think it does everything really good. I think they need to fix their wrist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 So if you like this video, go ahead and uh, subscribe, follow us, check us out on the website at www.dirtbiketest.com, and uh, tell a friend about us. Cheers. <laughs>